Would you please stand and face the procession? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Living God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. And in the renewal of our lives, make known your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. says the Lord, Cursed are those who, in, who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. The word of the Lord.
A reading from 1 Corinthians. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith has been in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, because we testified of God that he raised Christ, which he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep, and woe to you when 
speak well of you. For that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, good morning, everyone. I am Pastor Wren, though not perhaps the Pastor Wren that you've gotten used to seeing up here. I am married to Pastor Tim Wren, but I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Wren, ordained Lutheran pastor and assistant professor of biblical studies at Trinity Lutheran Seminary at Capital University. It takes a whole lot of words just to say hello. I'm so happy to be with you all today, so I appreciate the opportunity to be here and to preach. I, I do have to start with an apology, though. If you were hoping for a sermon that talks about woe to you who are rich and who are laughing and who are full, you're not going to get it because I am an Old Testament scholar. <laughs> and so we're going to sit in the Old Testament today. Specifically, we're going to sit together in the Psalm, Psalm 1. So go ahead and grab a Bible from your pew. It's the black one. It says Holy Bible on the front. Sorry, choir. You're just going to have to trust me on this one. Grab that Bible and hold it straight up. So like the opening is going up. And then open to the middle of the book. If you open to about the exact middle of the Bible, you're going to either be in Psalms or Isaiah. And if you're in Isaiah, no worries. Just go left a bit till you find them. It's one of the easiest way to find the book of Psalms. And then when you get there, Go to the front of the book, and you know it's the front of the book because there's going to be a big number one. And I won't embarrass any of my confirmation students, but they all know that the big number one means chapter, and the little number means verse. So go to Psalm 1, and that's where we're going to be today. And Psalm 1 is fantastic. I could spend hours talking about Psalm 1. <clears throat> 630 Bengals play, right? Sweet. Psalm 1 goes like this, happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. Anybody here like poetry? I love poetry because of the sounds that it makes sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law they meditate day and night they are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away and therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish. Friends, there is so much we could talk about in this psalm. As much as the poetry is playing with the language in English, it does the same thing in Hebrew. And I won't make you do the whole psalm in Hebrew, but just listen to the first verse. Asherei ha'ish asher lo chalach ba'atzat roshaim uvderech chataim lo amad. We're going to learn a couple of Hebrew words today. But before we get there, I want to focus on this verse that talks about trees. Anybody else here love trees? Yes, I 
love trees. When I was a kid, I moved fairly often. And my favorite house when I was a kid was not my favorite because of the house. Because when you're an elementary school kid, all you need is a room that can house your toys and near proximity to neighborhood friends, and it's your best place in the world. The thing that makes a great house is the yard. And this house for a city kid was amazing because it had a third acre yard in the back. And I know if you're from the country, you're like, oh, that's cute. But I was a city kid. <laughs> And in that yard, there was this big apple tree. And I loved that apple tree. It had these huge gnarled branches that were just perfect for a kid to swing themselves up in. And I felt so powerful as I was shimmying up the trunk. Or I felt romantic as I was lounging under the blossoms in the spring. Or I felt nurtured as I nestled in the nook of a knotted limb. There's just something about trees. You can breathe better around trees. They've actually studied this. Uh, have you, are you familiar with the term forest bathing? Has anyone heard that before? It's a Japanese therapeutic, um, actually prescribable uh, treatment. It's called Shinrin-yoku. So you're getting both Hebrew and J Japanese in this sermon. Look at that. And what I want you to do is I'm going to describe to you, I'm going to read a description from the Japan.travel website of forest bathing, and I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. And if you take a little nap, it's cool. I'm a visiting pastor, so no one cares. <laughs> Just close your eyes and picture your favorite forested place and listen to this description. Leave your phone at the hotel. This should be a chance for a digital detox. And head to the nearest forest for a meander through the trees. No hiking, running, or mountain climbing necessary. You can even sit if you want to. Take a moment to appreciate your surroundings and listen to the sounds around you. Twittering birds, rustling bush, trickling streams. Breathe in clean, fragrant air and soak in the sights of the textured ground and the shapes of the leaves in the sky. Let the stillness around you influence your state of mind. And if you're still awake, go ahead and open your eyes. Did you hear all the sensory words that were in that description? Appreciate, listen, fragrance, texture, soft, stillness, sensory, breathe, breathe, breathe. Before it gets to its gorgeous description of these trees that are emitting oxygen in Psalm 1, it describes a different group of people in the first couple of verses who do not emit oxygen but put something else out into the air. Verse 1 says, Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. And yeah, wicked and sinners, we know those words, but let's just sit on that word scoffers for a minute. The word in Hebrew is lates. 
It's like the word late with a little S on the end just in case you need it. So I'm going to say it and you repeat it after me. Lates. Excellent. You just learned biblical Hebrew. Look at you. This word is defined as scoffers, mockers, chatterers. It's a great word for Super Bowl Sunday. In an English idiom, we might say one who is full of hot air. But it doesn't quite get at it. Because someone who is a lates is not just involved in meaningless chatter. They're actually putting noxious fumes out into the universe. And happy are those, the psalm says, who do not follow the scent of those toxic vapors, who do not walk in the path of their exhaust, who do not sit and suck in the miasma of their hate. And we know the difference, right? We can tell the difference between air so pure you could drink it and toxic fumes. Six years ago, we moved from rural Minnesota to suburban and urban Atlanta. And anybody who's lived in the country knows what I mean when I say you can breathe in the country, unless the farmers have just turned the manure into their fields, and then you don't want to be breathing in the country, you want to be breathing inside your house. So we moved from the country, from this place where I felt like I could breathe, to Atlanta, which was a fantastic place, but often, regularly, had pollution warnings on the weather.com website. And when I had to go in to school to work on my PhD, I had a 50-minute drive, 5-0, 50-minute drive, if I was lucky and if the traffic was good, from our house through Atlanta to the other side of Atlanta to Emory University. And once I got there, it wasn't done because then I had to board a shuttle bus, and it was another about five to seven-ish minute drive, and anybody here, you know that buses don't smell good, right? You don't want to be taking deep breaths on buses. No, you don't. Bless their hearts. <laughs> it took me all of a couple of times of riding that shuttle bus to realize that it was driving through a forest preserve that had a sidewalk, and then I was out because now my 50-minute drive ended with a 20-minute walk through a forest preserve on my way to school. And I was guaranteed 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back where I could breathe, surrounded by those trees. And there are people who are like trees, right? There are people in our lives that we meet that remind us of that comforting gnarled apple tree or that graceful slender willow or that pine forest that's so still you just want to sit next to it for a minute. Picture those people in your life. Who are the trees in your life? Who are the people who are so still or so comforting or so generous that you get by them and you're like, I want whatever water they're planted by. Whatever stream they're planted by, I want to be drinking from it because I can breathe around them. You know those people. You know those people. And the psalm calls them trees. It uses a Hebrew word which is a play. Remember the Hebrew word for scoffers? Lates. The Hebrew word for tree is eights. 
They're playing with juxtaposing these two. These eights are solid, grounded folk whose delight and desire and attention is wholly captured by God's word of love and joy and truth. And those people are trees planted by streams of water. They are a fruit orchard whose branches are always clacking together in praise. And in verse 4, the psalm brings in another image, and it's the image of wind. And here's where we get back to oxygen and bringing around, breathing around trees. Now, this is our last Hebrew word for the day. I'm going to teach you the Hebrew word for wind. And I'll say it and then describe it, and then you repeat it. So the word is ruach. And how you say it is you roll the R, and then you say ooh-ah, and then you end with ch, as if you're either choking or German, one of the two. <laughs> so... I'll say it, you say it back to me. And just listen to the sound of the word as we do this. Ruach. 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 Can you hear the wind in the word itself? Ruach in Hebrew means wind, but it also means breath. And it also means spirit. So those people who are trees in your life, They emit oxygen, they help you breathe, and they have a spirit that goes so deep into their roots that it just drinks up that stream of God. Who are the eights in your life? Who are the trees that you get around and you just want the water that they're drinking? And who are the lates in your lives? We know who they are, right? It's like the Facebook group, the bar crew, the Twitter feed, the church committee, no, not that one, the um, staff meeting, the chat group, perhaps, where the conversation only ever emits carbon dioxide and never oxygen. And you know what happens when you get too much carbon dioxide? I did a very unscientific research study on it, which means I Googled it. And what I found is that when you get too much carbon dioxide, you get headache, fatigue, and muscle twitches. And if you picture yourself with a headache and tired and feeling kind of twitchy, the funny thing is, do you go out and seek of oxygen? Or do you seek out the people and the places and the things who just promote more carbon dioxide? And then the question becomes, When are you an eights, and when are you a lates? When are you a tree planted by streams of water, and when are you a lates, putting out carbon dioxide into the universe? Well, I have a little secret for you to let you in on. You are only and ever an eights. You are a tree, whether you like it or not. You are a tree, whether you admit it or not. You are a tree, whether you act like it or not, because you have been planted, dear ones, by the streams of God's water. When those baptismal waters touched your head, 
or when the blood of Christ slides down your throat and you take in that life and forgiveness and renewal of Jesus Christ, you become again an eighth. And you are planted by streams of water that never run dry. You are planted by streams of water and around other trees that send oxygen into you. You are a tree. The moment the light of the world cradled you in her loving darkness, you are a tree. So go and bring oxygen to a suffocating world. Amen. Let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. Lord, we come to you today as sinners. We have reached a rich portion of your, of your blessings, yet we sometimes fail to use those blessings to raise up our neighbors in need. We ask for your forgiveness.
for all the times we don't take notice of the poor or minister to those who hunger or fail to dry the tears of those who have no one to console them as they weep. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Blessed are the poor. Lord, let us never become so busy counting our blessings or sheltering our wealth that we become blind to those around us who are in need. Motivate us to act, not to judge, to uplift, not to lecture. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Blessed are those who hunger. Lord, help us feed your flock. Keep us mindful that people hunger for more than just food. They hunger for spiritual blessings. They hunger for justice. They hunger for opportunity and equality. Open our ears to hear our neighbors who hunger. Open our hearts to see that they are fed in body and mind and soul. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Blessed are you when people hate you. Lord, give us courage to do what is difficult and to say what is unpopular. Take us out of our comfort zone. Lead us into turbulent waters. Encourage us to stand on our faith, to make the difficult choices, and to speak your divine truth even when others might shy away. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Lord, in our modern world, we find ourselves walking side by side with the wicked and traveling the roads that sinners take and spending time in the company of those who mock our beliefs. Make us steadfast. Do not let us succumb to their pressures. Make us confident in our beliefs. Help us reach out to those who sin, but also make us discerning. Help us deliver constructive and helpful messages that demonstrate your grace and your love for the world. O God of light, hear us as we pray. We ask for your intercession, Lord, for many around the world who live in fear or threat of violence. We pray for the people of Ukraine as troops mass on their border. We pray for those in northern Syria who suffer after years of strife. We pray for those in western China who are imprisoned for their beliefs. We pray for those in Central America who simply want to escape corruption and violence and want to not make each morning in fear. And we pray that many blessings around the world might see your light and share in your feelings. O oh God of light, hear us as we pray. Lord, we also pray for our family and our community, for those who are suffering loss, making them feel whole, for those battling illness, bring them healing, for those who are caregivers, keep them safe and strong and reward their compassion. Because there are so many who carry burdens that we can't see or don't understand, Give us all the measure of your grace so that we can help to support them through their difficulties. And we especially ask for your divine outreach to those whom we name aloud or in our hearts. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Fill our hearts with the joys of your resurrection. Fill our days with praise for your glory. Fill our hours with deeds and show that your love and lead us others into your kingdom. In your holy name we pray. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Also, let's share that peace with one another. <clears throat> peace be with you.
Good morning and welcome to our service of worship today. A special welcome to those who are joining us online. We're glad to host you as well this morning. And thank you to Pastor Rachel Wren, uh, a Hebrew scholar among us who, many, who oxygenated our air today. So shalom, thank you very much uh, for your gifts to us today. Have you seen these around the church? This is our concert schedule. And in this place, we have some of the most beautiful music that I've ever heard. And I know the acoustics in here are wonderful, but we bring lots of different groups in here. The concerts are about an hour. That's it. And they're at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Next Sunday afternoon, after the Bengals hoist the trophy tonight, we'll see. Uh, next Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, we are down to the Holy Spirit Mass. It'll be the choir singing along with some string orchestra. Uh, it'll be an absolutely wonderful time. It's about an hour. So put time in your schedule. Once you come to the, one of these concerts, you're going to put it on your schedule, I guarantee you, uh, because it's a wonderful time together. So next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We continue to collect items for the Afghan refugees who are settling in the area. Please take a look at the display, also either the peace signs, our newsletter, or some of the things that we've been sending out, because it's a little bit of a moving target. Uh, we thought we needed some furniture. Now we don't need furniture. We don't really need clothes, but there's things we definitely do need. So make sure you take a look at those things. We've taken all those things down there now. So if it looks like we're not getting anything, it's because we've already delivered it. We've taken two large loads of things uh, down to help people in need. But we continue to need items, so check that out uh, in our newsletter and support those people who are now just joining us here in this country. Other calendar items are in the peace signs. Take a look at things there. But we now continue our service of worship with the offering.
Blessed are you, O holy God. You are the life and light of all. By your powerful word, you created all things. Through the prophets, you called your people to be a light to the nations. Blessed are you for Jesus, your son. He is your light, shining in our darkness and revealing to us your mercy and might. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his preaching and healing, his dying and rising, and his promise to come again, we await that day when all the universe will rejoice in your holy and life-giving light. By your Spirit, bless us and this meal, that refreshed with this heavenly food, we may be light for the world, revealing the brilliance of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come.
upon the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to the all, strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. God. 